Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Okay, we're here. I'll show you. Dude, this is a national ballpark museum. They've got displays about all the great old ballparks, not old ball players. And I do mean old. Hey, that's not what I heard. I heard they got a display that features the first homegrown color Rocky. That would be me. Okay, look, there's Bruce Hellerstein over there. He owns the place. Let's go ask him. Hey, that's fine with me. Hi, Bruce. How's it going? Manny, Mark, good to see you guys. Come on in. Hey, Bruce, Manny here doesn't believe me. He doesn't believe you've got a Mark Knudsen display here at your museum. Well, he's sort of right. Right over here, we've got a display all about the Denver Zephyrs. I'm pretty sure Mark's Zephyrs baseball card is in there somewhere. Oh, his minor league card. I got you. Hey, it's something, right? If you say so. So, you two just come down here to see the displays? Actually, we're getting ready to do our podcast. Oh, wow. That's great. I had no idea they let you back on the air, Mark. What's your show called? It's the Park Adjusted Rockies Podcast. And now, here are your hosts, Mark Knudsen and Manny Randawa. Give me a Knudsen. Knudsen! Thank you. As spring training approaches, discussions about what to expect from this year's Colorado Rockies are beginning. The owner says they aren't tanking and can play 500 ball while touting the young prospects within the organization. The Rockies say they are building, not rebuilding. Is that good enough for Rockies fans? This week we've talked with Denver Post Rockies beat writer Patrick Saunders to get his takes and his ideas about what to expect in 2023. That's next, right after this. For the best selection of autographs and memorabilia from your favorite sports stars past and present, look no further than denverautographs.com. Find what you're after on the web or at either of their two Metro Denver locations, Colorado Mills Mall and Flatirons Mall, Broncos, Rockies, Avs, Nuggets, and much more. It's all at denverautographs.com. The place to catch all the big game action is at Stoney's Bar and Grill, now with four great locations, including Winter Park and the original at 11th and Lincoln. Great food, great service, and unrivaled game day atmosphere. There's no better place to watch your favorite teams in action. To find out more, check out stoneysbarandgrill.com. Well, Manny, we're getting close. We're about a month away now from uh, pitchers and catchers reporting, so it's time to start getting serious about things. And we always know it's the start of the ramping up of the offseason when uh, they have their annual Friends of Baseball gathering up in Greeley, usually the first week of fe- first Saturday, February, last Saturday of January, which it was this year. It's the time where we all gather up to, to hear UNC's coach and, and all that, but Dick Moffert's always there. Uh, I believe the Moffert family has a role in starting that that event and, and all that. And he was there this 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 time and i think he was there reluctantly and i'm going to ask you to our, our guest patrick saunders from the denver post will will chime in on this as well patrick i thought he was reluctant to even be there not just to talk but because he said when he got up to talk i'll keep you know brief is right i don't think he even wanted to be there is that fair you know he he came a little bit late he spoke very briefly to the crowd from the podium but i had asked him i said are you going to stick around so we can talk to you and he was very cordial to me well, good i think he knew what was coming you know dick yeah. is you can't get him very often. That's right. right. That's right. Even in spring training, you know, he might say hello, and he's always very friendly to me. But you might, you might get him on email though. You could email him. Yeah, you know, he used he used to return my texts, but he doesn't anymore. So I don't know if it's an anti Denver Post or anti media thing. I just think that Dick has been burned a lot yeah. by the things he said. And, well, he got burned this time, too. But Dick says what's on his mind, which is great copy for me. Yep. Uh, it's not always the best strategy. Uh, but was he reluctant to talk? Maybe. But Manny was there. And what do you think, Manny? I thought he was very forthcoming. 
Uh, he, yeah, it, it, you know, he sat, sat there with us for about 45 minutes, an hour or something like yeah, that. And yeah. it was, um, he was, yeah. So it was, it was, it was a Dick Monfort that you, I, I don't think you, I think you seldom see because he was very candid about a lot of, a lot of things, obviously, like you, you alluded to Patrick, he said some things that have kind of, um, caused waves around, around the, the wider baseball world. I, I think, uh, Thomas Hardy made a good point that, you know, three, what was it? Three years ago that he said the 94 wins thing and mm -hmm. uh right this year before he the said 2020 that, season yeah yeah and then the, and then this year it's like you know he says um you know i think we play 500 ball well obviously 500 balls is, is a more realistic uh yes. goal for this team i thought that was fair to say yeah. because if you're the owner of a of a team you're not going to say well our goal is to play about 15 games below yeah. you know uh, right. which is more realistic for them but right. let's shoot for 500 <clears throat> you know i think maybe some fans would have liked to have seen a more like, okay, that's what we're looking for now, but what are we looking for two or three or four years from yeah. now? And, and that's not what they, you know, they didn't get that. So, you know, Dick is kind of, um, he's, he's in a no win situation when it comes to talking about his team right now. And yep. I think that's what was shown. this time. Well, it's about managing expectations at this point. Right. I mean, and he's always been guilty of overstating, like you said, the 94 wins and, and putting expectations out there that aren't realistic. This, I think you're right. I think the the 500 thing was, was very realistic and very, you know, optimistic to some degree, but not, not crazy out of the realm. And I was surprised that, that he got pushed back for that because that wasn't the, the crazy thing. It's the other crazy thing he said was we should have 15 guys in the top 100 prospects. Yeah. That's, I mean, that, that was, that was out. Someone's so, feeding yeah. him a line that he, that he, well, he into know, and that's not true. For, for those who are listening, who haven't already deduced this, there've never been, there's no team that's ever had 15 of the top 100 um, right. prospects, not ever, and not even close to that number. Um, right. So, you know, it's, it's just, that's not, you know, feasible. And yeah, so that was a weird thing, but, but I mean, um, it was, it was, it was a, to me, it was a, and Patrick, you tell me what you think, because you mentioned three or four years down the road. I think he was trying to say, listen, we are going to be better in the future. We, we got these kids coming and just give us a little bit of time and we'll be better. You know, kind of get off my back, let Bill Schmidt do his job. And in three years, check back and, and we will be a contender. Was that the message he was trying to send with that statement? It was. And I sort of pointed that out, pardon me, in my Sunday column, which, of course, as you guys say, if Dick Monfort's a topic, uh, it doesn't matter what you write or right. say, you get right. roasted. I mean, I, I can't believe the vitriol that I got with emails from fans saying I was just a homer Right. when I pointed at, well, I wasn't. I mean, I wouldn't have no. written a column if I was a homer. I would have just not said anything. But I think Dick was, was absolutely right. I mean, nobody in their right mind believes this is a contender yet. No. And I think Dick was fine. If I, And I wrote this. I think if Dick had said, guys, we're going to be a better baseball team. We're excited about some of our young players, we're going to be more entertaining. Uh, we're in a building process, not rebuilding. But, we're in a building process. Yeah, don't say rebuild. this year. That's it. Damn, that's it. But yep, don't I'm say, you, yeah. don't put a number on it because yeah. then the Monfort haters start saying, oh, we're paying for $8 beers and, you know, X amount of dollars for tickets mm -hmm. and parking to watch a 500 baseball team. You know, and then the sentiment was, you know, what do you mean they're not tanking? They've been tanking ever since Dick Monford bought the mm -hmm. team, which isn't yeah. true. No, not true. But he he couldn't win. But Dick just sometimes can't help himself. And then he went on to you know kind of dig take a dig at the Padres mm -hmm. and the Royals, and it's like the Royals that was the other team. It's yeah. like you know, I mean, it's great copy for me, but it's probably why the media relations crew for the Rockies. But 
basically puts a human shield around because they don't you know dick montford is is not exactly the uh twitterati demographic you know he's not exactly the the type that's going to go on oh who knows uh, to go on and kind of you know read what people are thinking or what get the kind of uh experience with it where he knows he can see two moves ahead where if I say this, they'll say this. He doesn't know how to read the room, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, the, maybe the social media or or right. whatever room you want to, whatever. Um, if he did, maybe he would have said something much more akin to what Patrick just said. And you know what? I I never quite understood why he couldn't just say that type yeah. of thing, which is very vague, <laughs> where you don't get anything really. Maybe more like Bill Schmidt. You see, you know, he's you, know, you don't really say anything, but you yep. say positive things that, that won't get you, you know, get you get, be all that scrutinized because that's just that's 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 just what. Uh, I mean, what are you gonna what are you gonna say you, that your team is gonna be bad? I mean, you're not gonna say that, but nope. you, so you can say, look, what do we have going for us? Well, we're we have a young team. We're gonna be more entertaining than we've been in the past. We have a lot to look forward to in terms of seeing what we have on this roster. And I asked him. I said, well, "Don't isn't a lot of the quiet off season a result of the fact that." What moves can you really make before you really know what you have? You know, yeah. if you don't if you don't know what you're going to get from Tovar at the major league level, you don't know what you're going to get from Tolia. You don't know what you're going to get. You know, two or three years down the road, maybe you have an idea of what you can build around, but not right now. So I just yeah, if he had said just that, that would have been fine. And, you know, again, 500, not a big deal, but fans will some fans will make it a big deal. Well, like- Dick, Dick, Dick can't help himself from being a salesman. Help. OK, so, you know, exhibit A is postseason letter to season ticket holders mm-hmm. which for those of us in the media is one of the few chances we get to read his mind now whether dick actually wrote that this time or not i don't know but he essentially said this is unacceptable meaning what yep. they've been playing like you know and i'm paraphrasing here but you know we're really going to get after it this off season well the rockies didn't get off after yeah it see, that's curious season. you know you don't you they don't didn't put, you know you he made it it almost made there. it sound like it was a promise they were going to do stuff and then yeah. they don't and it's inconsistent you know, that they unique. are and they they baffle it's not just the denver media they baffle all of baseball <laughs> yeah. they repeat well what was it Ken the said? yeah was like, they don't get it on. i mean i went on with san diego radio station two of them two san diego radio stations of course they were all up in arms about the padres you know comments but both times two different stations both said in essence what are the rockies doing yeah and that I think Bill Schmidt knows what he's doing. I really do. Not that I agree with everything he does, but I think Bill Schmidt has a plan. But I think the fact that the Rockies spent all that money on Chris Bryant last year shows you that maybe Dick doesn't quite have his blueprint of what he really wants. No, I I think that's what Dick wants is is a successful business. Yes, he wants a star attraction. And he exactly and he wants to he wants to keep the turnstiles going and keep all that going. um, and hopefully we win. Hopefully we win. And I think that's always been my disagreement with the philosophy is there are other ways to go about securing financial success and trying to win at the same time. I, I just don't think the business plan, the Monfort meatpacking business plan translates to baseball. And that, that's been my beef with them, but no pun intended. But I think I think that pun was very get, intended. That was good, wasn't <laughs> it? I, I think the more he gets out of the way and lets Bill Schmidt and those people do their job, the better. Don't you? I mean, become a, you're good at running your business. Run your business and let the baseball people run the baseball stuff. I think that's where this team can can get better. I agree with that. The only problem I see, well, not the only problem, one of the problems I see is I understand draft and develop. I understand where they are in terms of market size and TV, market size and TV revenue. I just don't think this team is very creative from the front office. 
right? I, I mean, yeah. I, I, th I think True. I think the coaching staff, and they have some good people in the organization. I thought the move to Brian Jones to head analytics was was smart, even though it was in-house. I like that move. But I just don't, I don't know, maybe I'm impatient, but I just don't see him do anything bold. I mean, they hold sure. on to John Gray. They hold on to Trevor Story when it was apparent to everybody that Trevor Story was never going to play for the Rockies after yeah. he became a free agent. And and John Gray was a little bit different because he he gave signals that he wanted to stay. But I, I just, I don't know. I, they, the some organization would say, mystifies me at times. But some people would say that signing Chris Bryant was creative, was different. Well, here's was the it, thing about and it. I was mean, more or less. This. Here's the yeah. thing about that with the Chris Bryant thing is that I think the biggest the biggest response in terms of like shock was not as much of Chris Bryant coming here because, I mean, he's got. 180 million dollars to come here but even even still i mean he got we we asked him a lot like why'd you come here exactly but that the rockies let nolan arenado go a couple of years ago let's and the story walked as well and now you go and break the bank for chris bryant who is 31 going on 31 has an injury history so it's the it's what it's what patrick was saying there's no consistency there's there's no That's, like real blueprint there's right, no like but, actual plan and and if you and as far as the creativity side goes, I think the Rockies are in a better spot now than they've been in many years because at least they're going to play the, the young guys and try yeah. to see what's next. What's the next phase of Rockies baseball? What's the next era? Because once, look, once Nolan Arenado made his way out of here, that was kind of, to me, that was an admission of failure, uh, an implied admission of failure um, because that's he, your cornerstone. See, that's that's your, your franchise, face your franchise. You're admitting agree. it didn't work. We have to start something else. But yeah. here's the thing. They didn't start something else. No, they didn't. They just kind of waited in the water. for. But the, I always years. thought that, I mean, it, it's pretty obvious. Dick Monfort, again, this is why I say stay out of the baseball side and let Bill Schmidt do it. Because he always thought Chris Bryant was better than Nolan Arnado. He wanted Chris Bryant from, from day one when he became available. Yeah, I think Chris he would have traded, Chris, he uh, traded those two straight Bryant up. 22-year-old Chris Bryant is different than uh, 22-year-old Chris Bryant is a different Very, very true, but he would have made that trade straight now. up in a heartbeat Yeah, for, for the two of them. And I, I most of us would disagree with that. That's, I say, stay out of it. I mean, you see, he sees enough to know what's going on, but not enough to know what's really going on. And it's, it's like base, is baseball people make those kinds of decisions. But uh, let, let's move past that just a little bit and talk about what realist expectations should be going into spring training because they have made some moves, Patrick. They, I mean, they're under the radar kind of moves, the Brett Suter and, you know, Nolan Jones and little things like they've done little things, which they're famous for doing. Are any of those going to make a substantial difference to this team? I don't think so. And when you say substantial difference, eh, three or I four mean, or five wins. What, what did they finish last 68 and 94? Yeah. Cause they get back to being a 73 win team. Like they were a couple years ago. Yeah. Well, that's not, Exactly. That's not doing a lot. It's not um, for the oh, here, here's my thing. I don't know if any of the acquisitions they made are going to be a huge difference maker with this team. I mean, Nolan Jones, he may make the team out of camp. He may not. Right. He's a corner outfielder, corner infielder. They like him. Uh, but you also have some other guys. You have Tolia, nope. who's a first baseman slash infielder. You know, I mean, the one stated goal, they had two stated goals they had. Find a left-handed hitting center fielder. fielder. And I think reading through the lines, and, and Manny heard what Dick had to say about it, I think the Rockies actually thought they had a shot at Nemo. Now, I never thought so. I didn't think there's any way the Mets were going to let him go. But I think the Rockies thought, because he was a Wyoming kid, and they might, he was a good fit here. And I think they thought they had a legit shot. I never did. I think and once what, that went by the wayside and 
some of the other high names center fielders went off the board, it became apparent that the Rockies at most were probably going to, unless it was Nemo, we're going to go one or two years. And that wasn't going to play in that right. market. Well, that's but what I was going to gonna say. Your, is he's, huh? he, 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 that's what I was going to say. And Dick mentioned it as well Is like the back end of that deal would have been horrific. <laughs> it would yes, have been good. I agree. And, and so, you know, the, I think the Rockies are better off not, you know, paying as much Nimmo is going to have a premium because guess who guess who is the incumbent player in this is the Mets and Steve Cohen yes. and so that the price is going to be it's going to be a, a big price tag so I think it's it's probably better for the Rockies you know in fact I, I agree I, it's thought, probably smart they didn't get him my thought was it's like you know what you guys don't don't play in the don't play on don't play in this uh, market because yeah. it's not going to end up well but anyway but, but well, to, go back to, to, Mark, to go, go ahead, back Patrick. to Mark's basic question um, and forgive me, I'm having a brain freeze right now. Oh. The reliever that they hope is going to replace Estevez. Pierce Johnson. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> I think that was a pretty good pickup. Right. I agree. And if he can stay healthy, because he's yep. had some injuries. Yep. Yeah, we had him on the show, and it was very, it was very apparent that he has, he's not, a, he's not going to be afraid to not pitch afraid. because he grew so up. I love. I well, I shouldn't say love, but I like that. Yep. Yeah. Right? But we've seen a lot of good pitchers come in here and get, you know. Sure. But to me. What's got to happen for this team? And I don't think this is, you know, this isn't anything particularly bright by me to say this, but the guys who last year the Rockies were counting on, yeah, to be play well and didn't, if they're going to on the field forward, yeah, and we all know who they are. It's it, it's Bryant. He's got to be healthy. It's Rymac, yep. right? Yeah. It's Herman Marquez. Uh, it's Kyle Freeland. I mean, to me. Those are the big guys. You know, Brendan Rodgers is, is up and coming. He had a, a solid year after a lousy start. Gritchick, well, yeah, CJ, Gritchick is, yeah, uh, CJ I, I still don't understand why they didn't trade him other than the fact that I, yeah, there was I nothing think, out. Nobody really yeah. offered him anything for I him. Think, I think the hand thing might have just torched yeah, that whole thing. It did, and his second half yeah. was not good. And it, it's because of the hand. But to me, guys, some of their you know little pieces they picked up, yeah, it might make a nice difference, uh, but it's got to be the established guys playing like we hoped they would last year if if this team's going to be any better. Tell me what you guys both, your thoughts on, and Manny, you have talked about this before, but the rule changes. Will they impact the Rockies? You mentioned Ryan McMahon. How many times did the guy ground out to right field last year? Um, same with Charlie Blackman, for that matter. Uh, will these rule changes, uh, the bases being, what, four inches closer together, are they going to help this team because there's some strange things out there you know you can't pick the first base more than twice does that make guys you know after one pickoff throw you know are you going to be hesitant to throw over again i didn't like to throw the first in the first place so i get that but <laughs> i don't know i'm just curious to see how that's going to play not just with the rockies but with everybody else too manny what do you think um well you know i i think the stole on the on the on the on the bases um the bigger bases and everything i think i think the incremental change in the distance is going to have to they're going to be i think it's, they're going to be cautious at first about trying to increase the the running based on that i think it's going to be like we need to see enough of a sample here they might give it a you know a little bit more of a chance but we need to see enough of a sample that it really makes that much of a difference because the analytics basically the analytics give you spit out a percentage because based on you know what are the odds of moving this runner along with the guy at the plate versus what are the odds of him stealing the base successfully? And, and I asked I asked Tim Raines this last week when when he was here at the Greeley thing, and he didn't think it was going to make much. He thought that the shift the shift banning might make more of a more of a difference than the the bases. I think, and it, you know, I think with that, you know, Rymac is an example, but 
you know who they should bring back now is cargo right yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, you keep know. saying that every week when we talk about this. Show. Well, yeah, because I mean, I texted him that I texted him like, hey, you coming back now or what? And he's and all, I think he gave me some kind of a gif of, uh, you know, somebody yeah. being frustrated that now yeah. it's happened now, yeah. you know, and it happened yeah. too late. But uh, well, let's be honest, this team doesn't have isn't loaded with base stealers. Period. No, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter. They have no speed. The two yeah. fastest yeah. guys on the team over the last gone. couple of years were Garrett Hampson and Trevor yeah. Story. And neither one are here anymore. Right. Yeah. But but and Sam I, Hilliard too, but he's gone too. Yeah, well, yeah, but Sam had to get on base, and that yeah, you can't happen. steal first. Yeah, but you Not know, in, in terms of, <laughs> of in terms of Rymac and Charlie, I talked to both of them this offseason about that. Uh, Rymac was a little less enthusiastic about how it might change. Really, Charlie? Yeah, well, I mean, he he was hmm. he was you know excited, but Charlie was really on board with it. Charlie basically told me he said you know what i've learned how to go the opposite way i learned how to put down a bunt to get on i said but man not having that and be able to the pulling the ball with some power on a line drive not necessarily lofting it and trying for the right field mm-hmm. fence that is my natural swing that's what charlie told me. and he thinks it's really going to help him and i think rymac feels that a little bit too but rymac he's always been a little bit of a of a all field hitter. He's not really yeah. a great pole hitter. And a part of that, I think is because he doesn't get out in front of the ball often mm-hmm. enough. And I think that's one of the things he's got to adjust to. Uh, we'll see, but uh, nobody's I'm as hoping- happy as Thomas about the shift, by the way, Thomas Why is the most that? happy man in America. Why? He hates the shift. He's oh, so happy to yeah, shift. But he also gone. loves the wave. So what are you going to do? Yeah, I mean, really. What I mean, you know what? We I think we need to have Thomas on here one time and just we talk, will. just dedicate the half hour to the wave because uh, that is that is a to, to he's the only person I know who likes it. You're and right. He's like he, he's like long live the wave. I'm like man, just don't let anybody know. Okay, but let's get real here. And if Thomas ever listens to this, he <clears throat> he knows. And I've told him this in person. Sometimes I think Thomas is contrary just to be contrary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's sure. like, well, everybody else is this. I'm going to be this. Yeah. <laughs> now he sells it pretty well, but I don't know. Speaking of selling it, how did they? How do the pitchers react to this pitch clock and the the limited throws to first? I I, I like to work fast, so I, I'm not in problem with that. But now you get into nuances. Like, can you? If you can't pick off twice, can you step off the rubber and bluff a throw? Because we teach our kids to do that all the time. Is that allowed anymore? That's a good I mean, question. They're going to have to go through a whole bunch of machinations in spring training to tell these guys what's allowed and what's not. Some of it's muscle memory by this point in their lives. You're going to see a lot, I think, in April and May, a lot of problems with that. A lot of guys getting called for things and just, I didn't, you know, I just did that because I've always done it that way. And now I can't do it that way anymore. I think there's going to be some strange things happen. Yeah, that's a great point. I, you know, I mean, Alex Colome was, oh my God. Yeah. But well, uh, they, I, that's yeah. one guy that, you know, he's not going to be here and all the best. No, that's exactly you know right. What? That was, it, that's yeah. going to be problematic. For the, for the guys in the press box, that's a, we're kind of happy about that. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's going to be a problematic for him. But if you look up and down both the starting rotation and the lineup, I mean, the bullpen, I'm trying to think if they have a real molasses slow pitcher right now and nobody jumps out at me as being that i mean most of the starters work pretty pretty swift Herman works quickly most of the time freeland most of the time except with men on base he gets a little bit well but see now that changes right with men on base he can't pick the first all the time he yeah, can't do true. all those things so he yeah. can't be so deliberate with men on base anymore i mean yeah i played with a lot of a lot of players especially the kids from latin america who it was just ingrained in the way they played baseball. I threw the first a bunch of times. I mean, sometimes we had pitches in the minors. We'd keep charts on. They threw as many pitches to first as they did to home. It's just part of the way the game's played. And 
they've got to really relearn how to do this now. And guys who get more, and most pitchers do get more deliberate with guys on base. You just do. It's just the way it works, but you can't anymore because the pitch clock doesn't know who's, if people are on base or who, who aren't, if nobody's on base. Yeah. It's going to be really interesting. I'm sure it's going to be a hot topic all over baseball this spring. No question about it. Yeah. Now they've been, you guys fix me here. Have they been doing this in the minor leagues already? So are the guys who are coming up from the minors kind of used to this already, or is this just dropped on everybody all at once? No, they're, they're used to it. They're used okay. to it. I mean, in uh, Albuquerque last year uh, used it, correct okay. Manny? They did. I think so. And, and, and they, and, and then obviously they've been using pitch clocks for multiple years now. And so they're going to be, the, the, as far as the pitch clock is concerned, I think that, you know, they're going to be more on board with, with all it's the, the real difficulties you're going to be with the veterans. Cause I think part of yep. it is the, like you said, ma- uh, the muscle memory and just like yep. the, the, ha- the habitual way they do things. And baseball yep. is such a rhythm game and it's yep. such a, you have your own way of doing things. And if you're deliberate, Absolutely. you just, you can't get away from your routine. So and I think the veterans are going to feel like they're entitled to a little bit more leeway. And that's another yeah. problem. And, yeah, and well, so, the umpires, I mean, we went through this in 1987 uh, with the Bach. You know, everything was a Bach. Yeah. You had to come to, not just come to a complete stop, because by, by definition, if you if you change direction, you've stopped. So a, a pause and a go is technically a stop, but they weren't calling it that way. Everything, and every umpire had a different definition of what a stop was. And it was ma- it was maddening. It was really frustrating yeah, for all yeah. of us because we had to figure out what was a stop and what wasn't. Could we, do we have to hold the ball? Do we, could we go quick? It's going to take some major adjustments. And and it's, you know, the, the other question is how tightly is this going to be, the stuff going to be enforced? I know obviously the pick to pick over is that's easy, but I mean, like, you know, I mean. The, Will they give leeway is what you're saying? Yeah. Was, is, you know, is there going to be any leeway? And and, yep. and that's going to be a question that yeah, the only time will tell. Well, uh, the other question is, and, and I'm skeptical about this, guys, is and I can't remember the exact year it was brought in, <clears throat> but the, the idea of batters stepping out of the box and mm. all of that. Well, nobody ever enforced that. I mean, nope. Troy Tulowitzki was the perfect example of that. He was yep. he was public about how he hated it. And Tulo still did his adjust the batting glove and everything every, every almost time. every single yep. pitch. Yep. You know, so yeah, it's partly the pitchers, but a lot of it's the batters. Yep. Who make every single yeah. pitch a chess game? I mean, it may take it, another Nomar Garcia Parra to show up before we do anything about it. <laughs> right? Or Mike Hargrove. We'll go back about yeah. this switching. <laughs> yeah. the, you know, it, yeah, opening, opening, and closing the batting gloves. The human so, rain uh, delay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they they're going to have to enforce that side of it too. I think. Didn't we have a lot of umpires retire this year? Yeah, like nine usual? of them, right? Yeah, more than usual. Maybe that you think that's the reason? I do. I think that's part of the reason they didn't want to deal with this. Yeah, plus they're older, plus the scrutiny yeah. now. Yeah. Right? I mean, there's, I don't know, I think there's like two or three different websites now that rate the, the every, like every night. Yep. Yeah, know? I mean, we talked about scrutiny with regard to, you know, um, Dick, Dick Monfort or owners in general. I mean, the umpires, man, they're, yeah. they're if you look at it, they're better than they've ever been. Yep. You know, if you look at the stats. But, I'll test to that. But because of the fact that now the technology enables us to see where they get it, get it wrong by a millimeter. Yep. No matter what the call is, whether it's a ball strike call or at first base yep. or whatever, it makes it just takes them takes them down a notch. And it, I don't think we appreciate how accurate they are for being human beings. And that's tough. And I think that that could very well have been a big reason why a lot of guys thought, you know what, yep. it's about time for me to yep. call Hang it, it up. Hey, Patrick, before we let you go, we got to go a couple more minutes to go. Um, the younger pitchers, uh, obviously, last year they didn't have much behind Freeland and Marcus and, and Sinzatella got hurt and all that. Any hope do you, do you sense within the organization for Peter Lambert or Ryan Rollerson or even Ryan Feltner 
to step up and become a solid major league starter? You know what? I, this is the time of year we're supposed to be uh, optimistic, you know, with spring about a month away, whatever. Yep. Feltner, I actually see some things in Feltner that I kind of like. I mean, I don't think he has great stuff, but I think he's pretty gritty. I think he's willing to learn. <clears throat> I mean, he's never going to be a one or a two or maybe not even a three. But I think in Rocky's history, you can two, sure do a lot worse for a four or five. No doubt. <clears throat> I'm very curious to see about Lambert, right? Yep. And also Rawlinson because those are major injuries. And it's taken Lambert a long, a long time, time to yes. come back from that elbow. Almost two years, said, yeah. Fits and starts with it. <clears throat> and then Rawlinson, I mean, that's a shoulder, a shoulder yep. surgery. That's tough. The shoulders yep. are so you just don't know if they'll ever right. get Right. And the, the scuttlebutt that I heard and I had people tell me behind the scenes was, boy, I don't know if either of these guys are ever going to come back. And then when the Rockies started talking about, well, yeah, well, these guys are being good to go in spring training after all the other stuff I'd heard that, God, I don't know if these guys yeah, are we ever don't know coming what, back. Yeah, we don't know what so, good to go means, do we? We just don't yeah, know how good to call, go, right? call me skeptical. I mean, yeah. I would I would love to see it, you know. Uh, yeah. And, you know, and here's another thing. I'm a little surprised that they're all counting on Sensatel to be back from that knee surgery by May. Yeah. But I guess because he's not an everyday position player, Maybe there's an ACL surgery. That's a big deal. It is a big deal. And if he comes back, it'll start off in the minor leagues. So we're probably yeah. not going to see him here until late in the season. But that, and I've mentioned this to Manny many times, and Mark, you too. The thing that, if I'm a Rockies fan, the thing that I'd be uh, troubled by is, even if you've got this young core of position players coming up who at least have promise, Yep. right? Uh, Tovar, Veen. Yep. Uh, Montgomery, you know, there's a number of Romo behind the plate. You know, it is exciting. I mean, you always get excited, but are they going to have the pitching? If these yeah, guys blossom, are they going to have the pitching yep. to pair with them? Is that window going to be open? That's right. And Rocky's history, that's been always the problem. Mm -hmm. The reason they only make the playoffs every whatever, because it's really difficult. They can have a dynamic offense, but the pitching's not there. They don't yeah. put it together. It's like having a good, good short game on it, you know, out on the course. Yeah, and not, I not just, able to drive it. you know, I that to me, you know, that's why. Not that I don't love Brendan Rodgers, but and I understand, you know, they weren't going to get enough back. But when they were talking to the Marlins, if you're going to beef up the pitching and get a controllable young, really lights out young pitcher. You got to be willing to give up something to get no it. Question. No and question. I, and I'm not saying, oh my God, they should trade Brendan. I'm not saying that. Right, but, but you're gonna have to give have up some regardless. Willing at some point to make, make those kind of trades. Yep, make some blockbusters. Like yep, yeah. no doubt right? about I mean, it. Yeah. Remember back when Holiday had made it clear he wasn't gonna stay with the Rockies. He's gonna be a free agent. Maybe the best moving or trading franchise Without history question. for absolutely for Cargo and Houston yep. Street. I yep. mean. That 09 team was probably better than the 07 team, really. Yep, you're right. And those two guys were huge in that year. Yep, you're right. So they've, they've got to be willing to pull the trigger because well, they're, perhaps, stuck in, they're stuck on the treadmill of mediocrity right now. Perhaps if, if C.J. Crone has a, a bounce back sec first half, maybe at the trade deadline, he's tradable for some young pitching. You're, you're probably not going to get anybody's any, any really good major league pitchers, but maybe you get some prospects to fill in that, that gap you're talking about. Okay, let so let me throw this one out at you. Mm -hmm. Suppose Charlie Blackman, who's in the final year of his contract, yep. some people think he should be in the retired number, whatever. Right. Suppose Charlie mm -hmm. Blackman, because of the shift, because he's played mostly DH, he has a great bounce back year. Yep. And the Rockies are not sniffing the playoffs. Come the trade deadline, 
there's a team out there that says, damn, we need a left-handed bat. We need some power. We That's need a, a no DH. Brainer. Yeah, it is. Right? They Ray got Bork a ship, man. Right? I think Charlie has a no-trade con. Yeah, that's the thing. Totally Ray Bork. But Charlie has told me in the past, if it was good mm-hmm. for him, meaning a good destination, and if he thought it would help the organization, meaning the Rockies, I'm not saying he's going to say yes to any trade, right. but my opinion is, I'm not sure Charlie would stand in the way. Yeah, who would who would not want to go to a contender in your career? Exactly, in your right. especially Charlie, who's Number one. Who's yeah. got one wild card yeah. win in it, you know, one wild card playoff <clears throat> win in his what what is this, his thirteenth or fourteenth year? Okay, yeah. Right. And you know, I don't know who it would be, but I mean I think God, go for it, Charlie, right? Yeah. And I no hope kidding. they would look into that. Doesn't mean uh, yeah, it's not at all. That's the kind of rocky. that's the kind of creative bold move you've been talking about that's been missing. And I think more than anything else, that's something that they deserve criticism for rather than, well, this Chris, they signed Chris Bryant for too much or whatever, but, or they expect too much, you know, 500, that lack of creativity and lack of boldness in the trade market, I think is ever since, almost ever since the Daniel Dowd, you know, crazy trades period he was involved in ever since then, they've been a little hesitant and they've always been hesitant to give up their own guys. So anyway, Hey Patrick, we're going to wrap this up. I know you're heading for okay, spring guys. training in a little bit. Enjoy the good weather. Cause I'd love to get out of here right now and head to Arizona. <laughs> I know you're going to enjoy it. Uh, we'll see you when we get. I'm going to be down there for a week, so I'll get to see it when, when we get down there. But uh, yeah, we'll have a great trip. There. I'll be down there for Thomas a couple uh, about awesome. ten days. So we'll see. Thomas will be polishing Thanks, his Patrick. head back then. Yeah. Hey Patrick, okay. take care. Take All care, right, Manny. Guys. Thank you, Manny. Got a closer for me coming up. Lock it up, Manny. We do that right after this. Park adjusted Rockies podcast. Don't go anywhere. For the best selection of autographs and memorabilia from your favorite sports stars, past and present, look no further than DenverAutographs.com. Find what you're after on the web or at either of their two Metro Denver locations, Colorado Mills Mall and Flatirons Mall. Broncos, Rockies, Avs, Nuggets, and much more. It's all at denverautographs.com. The place to catch all the big game action is at Stoney's Bar and Grill, now with four great locations, including Winter Park and the original at 11th and Lincoln. Great food, great service, and unrivaled game day atmosphere. There's no better place to watch your favorite teams in action. To find out more, check out stoneysbarandgrill.com. The Closer is not going to tell you, the Rockies fan, how to fan. But for those criticizing Rockies owner Dick Montfort for saying he thinks Colorado can play 500 baseball in 2023, perhaps this is a good time to reconsider. After all, what was Montfort supposed to say? I think our club can play 440 baseball this year? I mean, they probably will, but he's not going to, nor should he, say that. The fact of the matter is, the Rockies need to figure out what they have before they can build another contender. They need to see which of the young heralded prospects are going to be a part of that next phase and augment with veterans around them. You need an identity, and the Rockies really don't have that right now. That's what the next two to three years are for, finding an identity. So a quiet offseason in Denver and an owner who thinks the Rockies can play 500 baseball really isn't a big deal. In fact, it's probably a good thing Colorado's offseason has been relatively uneventful. Any big moves right now could derail the near future when younger players establish themselves in the big leagues as the next faces of the club. Plus, the Rockies aren't winning the NL West in 2023. The upcoming season and perhaps the one after that are simply, let's see what we have to work with, years. The Rockies fans would probably be thrilled with a 500 season in 2023. Is it probable? No. Possible? Well, anything's possible. Manny is in it to win it right now. Our thanks to Patrick Saunders of the Denver Post for joining us before he heads to Arizona and the start of spring training. And as always, thank you for listening. We'll catch you later. Thank you for listening to Believe. 
You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.